Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Hoops and Horizons podcast. I'm Alex. And I'm Reddit Mavericks. And today we've got a special guest, TJ Macias from DallasBasketball.com. How are you doing tonight, TJ? Good. How are you both doing? <laughs> doing, all right. doing great. <laughs> Listen, I'm doing better now that I didn't mess up your name for the fourth time. <laughs> I'm telling, uh, oh, I'm so taking your Mexican card. That, that's, that's bad. And this is coming from someone who is like Mexican and Irish. So uh, it's fair. Combination? What the fuck? Yeah, no, my liver, my liver is stern coming from those backgrounds. So that's hilarious. <laughs> I could handle like standing invite to uh, uh, Betty Ford Clinic, but still, whatever. <laughs> so uh, TJ um, wanted to have you on today just to kind of talk about the Mavericks a little bit, talk about your fandom that doesn't necessarily exist in the Mavericks, and maybe a little bit about your enjoyment of alcohol as well. You almost make me sound like a drunk Bond villain. I mean... It does... It, it My Mavericks fandom exists. I mean, you have to be... You know, have that in order to be able to, like, cover them and be happy about it. That's true. That makes sense. You have That's to take a... TJ, you're, you're originally from from Sacramento. So you're mostly a Kings fan, is that right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, so well, I usually put it as this is the like my heart belongs to the Kings while my mistress is the Dallas Mavericks. Okay. That's oh, okay. how I usually put it. Like a Sancho. Me. Okay. Got yeah, it. exactly. Okay. Cool. My side action is the Mavericks. And cool. my, you know, my friends in Sacramento understand that too and I get made fun of horribly like I do get made fun of horribly in the Mavs press box. So no matter what, just from all sides. Just... Oh yeah, I'm getting it from all <laughs> angles. And it's and it's so much worse when they end up playing each other. It I I, I can't get away from any of it. I can't get away from the ridicule. Oh, I bet. oh I'm sure. Did you <laughs> cover the Kings at all before you came down here? No, I would I did it very lightly, like I didn't go to any of the games. Um the it was like an online magazine called Man's World magazine that I covered them for, um, in in Sacramento, but it was maybe about for three to four months, and I mostly did at the time NFL, so I would it was more 49ers stuff and um, Stanford stuff at the time, and then I started basketball or the NBA full-time when I came to Dallas. Okay. And so what came first, coming to Dallas or covering basketball? Uh, coming to Dallas. Okay. That's interesting. So 
what I did um, growing up and a lot of uh, my work was basically Hollywood work. It, I was a script doctor for so many years and a ghostwriter. Okay. Oh, that's fucking so, cool. So, <laughs> uh, no. Wait, were you a ghostwriter <laughs> for ghostwriter though? Really? I didn't do shit. Okay. Like, Hey, <laughs> Um, Listen, no, I was trying to make a joke. Don't worry. <laughs> I know. He's, I took it he's not good at jokes. So. Um, I'm good at jokes. They're just dad jokes. <laughs> oh, man. Those are the worst. God, you're the worst. Okay. Um, <laughs> I My parents moved to Dallas to take care of my mom's parents that, okay. who lived here. And they wanted me to move over to come help with my grandfather. And since my job was able, I'm able to do my job anywhere, I moved over in order to help them with them. And then, like, started covering the Mavs and decided to stay. Okay, because your, your family's back in Sacramento now, right? My father's family is in Sacramento, and then my mother's family is here. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. So it's it's split, but, like, my father's side is the biggest side, and my sister... And all of them are over in California and Sacramento. And my mom's side was has always been here because she's she's from here. Oh. Also, it's cheaper here. Yeah, sure. No, it really is. It's the differential is fast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Sacramento is one of those places that, like, if you can afford it, it's a great place to live. But <laughs> otherwise, I've, not so much. I mean, I've been trying to convince my sister to my sister and her husband to move here and they're just like no nah, no fuck no that's okay <laughs> i mean that wasn't too bad i think no it's just the weather i think the weather has always like murdered us every time it's we only gonna get worse. visit growing up it's bipolar yeah. and it's only gonna get worse <sighs> mm-hmm. only gonna get worse <laughs> like seriously do you guys even have a fucking fall uh we used to uh, we do uh, it's called winter yeah. What is even winter here? Around 50. I mean, it, no, winter here is January and February. Like I mean, the, fir- the first year I moved here, so I moved here in 13, and then that um, winter, I know that it was like a massive ice storm. I Yes. Yeah. I remember it, that shit, yeah. And it knocked out my power, and I like had to go over to my cousins who had a generator, I'm like, what is this caveman bullshit? And I, <laughs> I tried driving, and I was like skidding on the road, and they're like, oh, no, black ice. Man. And I was like, what the fuck is black ice? And I mean, I understood that when I would go visit Tahoe, but I'd have chains on my goddamn car. No one warned me about this in <laughs> Texas. Oh, yeah, no. Texas I'm, weather is fantastic. Man, That's, I remember that. I remember that winter, too, because I'm being sarcastic. I can't tell. <laughs> <laughs> I totally remember that winter too, because I was supposed to, I went to a Kanye concert on my birthday. That's in December, and I almost died going, but I had to go that bad, and it was like yeah. a religious experience for me. But you know, like see the problem the problem driving here when the weather is anything other than hot yeah. is not that it's hard to drive; it's that it's hard to drive around people that live in Collin County. Where the fuck is Collin County? Collin County's like Plano, Plano and oh, okay, okay. McKinney and yeah. 
Nord, a little bit Nordellas. All, all the people that are from like Southern California that moved here. Oh yeah. That's true. I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, you, we, I'm sorry, but Texans really are kind of prejudiced against Californians. I would get, when I had my license, my California license, uh, when I first moved here, I would get some massive shade when I went to grocery stores or um, liquor stores. Like, That's oh, you're funny. from California? Like, uh, yeah, and? I think it's because people from here just assume that if you're from California, you're from L.A. Oh, good God. Yeah, exactly. That, that's kind of what it is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. L.A. the greatest place in California. So. Oh. <laughs> I mean, like I my live... boss, my boss grew up in San Fran and then lived in San Diego for a long time. So, uh, I lived in San Diego for a little bit and then I moved to Los Angeles um, in my early twenties and lived there for a while. And oh my fucking god, I hated it. I thought that's <laughs> what I I thought that's what I wanted growing up. Because mm-hmm. um, I, when I worked in the industry, but it was just a big ass fuck you, fuck no. <laughs> it, t- it it would take you four hours in rush hour traffic to get a mile and a half. So so L A to Cali is Houston to Texas. It, yeah, it's it, it's it's about. Mm, Wait, what, what, what did we just say right there? Wait. Well, <laughs> so, L.A. to California is what Houston is to Texas. Nobody likes it. Oh, Not even okay. the people that live in, there. Yeah, in northern... No, it's it's northern California. It's a, a war. So, you have northern California and you have southern California. So, okay. yes, northern California looks at southern California as Houston. And the same with southern Californians. They'll look at northern California and call us, like, Cowland or cowbell town or whatever interesting yeah. it, it, it they, it's they claim it's all farm country and we're like what the fuck is wrong with you <laughs> i saw like maybe two cows out there when i'm freaking driving go screw yourselves oh man you see more cows in dallas than you do <laughs> dude where i live bro there's cows everywhere around here <laughs> well there's lots of people on their horses wearing wearing black hats going through going through like drive throughs and shit yeah Listen to Little Nas X. Absolutely. <laughs> That's all that Californians picture when they hear Texas. When I'm they, sure. Yeah, I'm it's sure. yeah. My my best friend still thinks that it's all cattle and desert. I'm like, what desert. are you picturing when you picture Dallas? Like seriously. Desert. They picture Fort Worth. <laughs> it, well, That's actually. Yeah. <laughs> but even then, it's. I mean, Dallas. I was. I've been trying to convince her that Dallas is pretty cosmopolitan. Yeah. And she she's like, no, I, I don't believe it. I'm like, you've been a Dallas Cowboy fan since you were fucking a kid. What the hell? <laughs> Wait, that was phrased really bad. Since you were a kid, you fucking idiot. There we go. The other way sounded weird. I'm so glad we allowed cussing on this podcast. <laughs> oh Sorry. yeah. Because man, I could just think of like just the amount of bleeps you have to use for this shit. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> We we just wouldn't record with DJ. <laughs> yeah, we really wouldn't. <laughs> it would just be a series of bleeps, and you're like, yeah, sorry, you have to cut this. Yeah, be like, hey, TJ, so how'd you get your your start in the industry? Bleep <laughs> for like a minute and a half. God, it's bad. Sorry, actually, I shouldn't be sorry. I got it from my mom. Oh so, really? Yeah, she has a sailor mouth. It's the worst. She got it from living in Texas. 
Well, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Like, I don't know. My dad is very uh, he cusses in Spanish English now, but like I remember growing up, like I would just like pick up all the cuss words, and like my mom would be like, "Don't say that," and I'd be like, "Well, dad said it, so it sounds like it's okay." <laughs> And you know, then he'd like, be like pinche way. Uh, pinche madre. And it's just like <laughs> watching Ranger games. Like he'd we'd be wait, up late watching Ranger games and he'd just be like pinche mother, like fucking whoever, like fucking pudge, like couldn't hit the fucking ball. And I'm just like, okay, man, like And then you go to school and say it. And then the teachers are like, What the fuck did you well, just say? Well when I yeah, when because back then, like in Garland it was it was mostly white. Yeah. So I was like, okay, cool. Like, there's a very now it's like mostly Mexican, but now back in the day it was like mostly white. So I was like, oh, okay, cool. Like, they'll know notice the fuck I'm saying now. So cool. <laughs> like, <laughs> I can just cuss at teachers. They don't know what the hell I'm saying. So great. <laughs> my see, it was my my little five foot one white mother who would cuss in Spanish all the time. That's I heard awesome. it from my dad. It was, it was it was my mom, and that's why she was accepted. So like quickly into my father's side of the family (laughs) and she like she managed to mix up i don't know like try to mix up spanish cuss words um and i didn't oh god what was one oh my god yes and that's like the first thing i learned when i was a kid that's so funny and my grandmother i said it around my my father's mom my mexican grandmother and i was like six or something and she just started busting up laughing oh, and my yeah. grandfather was like what he blamed my dad and he was, <laughs> he was so pissed off at my father and then when he found out it was my mom he got the biggest kick out of it oh i'm sure that's hilarious he's, yeah he's like oh, okay that's okay that's so fucking funny holy shit yeah Man. that's where i got it from that's awesome so, getting somewhat back on track tj do you have like a a favorite experience covering the maps oh my god there are so many of them um it's like the my first year stands out because it wasn't exactly a favorite experience, but it was an experience. It was during the whole Rondo fiasco. Oh, man. And okay. so that was my that was my very first season, full season. And being in the locker room during that entire ordeal, especially going from um, like when Brandon Wright was there and um, Jameer Nelson, the locker room was just so... Uh, it was giddy. It was light. It was everyone got along. It was. It just felt right in there. When mm-hmm. Rondo came in, and I remember being, I didn't agree with the trade at all. And my editors Ooh. were trying to tell me, you know, just taking this ride. He's really good and all this, but his attitude just set me off. And so when I walked into the locker room. After his first game, I believe it was against San Antonio at home, um, it was chilly. It was just cold, and he was just indifferent uh, towards the media. And it just it just stood out to me, the major differential of the locker room shift. And yeah. It, it, it was just, it was really powerful and it was kind of a lesson to learn because I, I had like one of my favorite players on the team was Brandon Wright at the time. And so when he was traded, I was like, Oh shit, they can do that. 
<laughs> and, yeah. and then when I'm faced with Rondo, I'm just like, hey, okay, you. It was like a scene from Frozen. And like a bad scene from Frozen. Oh, man. And it just, it just shifted. And it was like, it's ingrained in my memory that first year. Um, just the drama and everything, but and just like how starkly the locker room feeling yeah. changed and so quickly. Yes, it was. It was. It was just powerful, and that was like one experience that I remember. Um, like there are little things when, especially when the Mavs would play uh, Sacramento, mm-hmm. that was always. Like those, those were always my favorite to cover, just because it was kind of fandom versus professionalism, and being that close to a team that I just idolized growing up. I mean, what well, not the players, obviously, but the the team itself. And so that I always felt it was just magical for me, and mainly a lot of like good memories come from like. It had to do like being being able to be that close to Dirk as mm-hmm. well. Oh yeah. Was it, it didn't hit me at the time, but now that everything what everything is happening and him retiring, it's something that I'm like I cher that I know that I'm going to cherish for the rest of my life. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's awesome. Yeah, not not a lot of people get to be that close to a legend, let alone being able to cover him for five years. Yeah, that's true. So it's, I mean, when I was growing up, he was always the enemy. Yes. It, especially, you know, during the play, the times when they faced each other during the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, I really didn't, I, I paid attention to him, but I didn't. He was just, he was just the enemy. He was the nemesis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so when the first time I was in his presence... Um, like my covering my first practice, it I didn't really feel what I should have felt as I do now. It just was like, all right, here's this really tall dude who I'm basically coming up to his crotch and <laughs> trying to like get footage and everything of him. But now it's it's like my entire outlook on him has completely shifted, and I I kind of fangirl a little bit over him. Yeah. So since you weren't a fan at at the time and you weren't covering the team at the time, do you do you have any memories of the 2011 run in any way? No. Fair no. enough. No. Yeah, no. Like, Asia? So, like stuff I know is based off of my knowledge covering the team for the past five years, but personally, I just it wasn't it was there. It's almost like a faint echo in my in my memory. Yeah. And. Okay. So that's yeah, I get I get shit for that too. It's no, like, see, ah, that, that's rain. actually that's actually really interesting because I think, you know, as a fan and growing up with the team, 2011 and everything about it is ingrained in my memory. But it, it's interesting, in a good way, to hear from somebody that's not a fan, like, hey, this was remarkable for the fan base, but maybe not for everyone, and that's okay. It, but coming in though to like cover the team, mm-hmm. it, it's seriously something that comes up every like two seconds because it was massive. I mean, yeah. it's your guys's 
you know, first and only ring at this point. Yeah. And he was a part of that. And that entire team was, was, is uh, ingrained in Dallas history. Yeah. And so of course, when I talk to a lot of different, a lot, the writers uh, that cover the team and who are fans of the team, it's like for them, it, how it was for me when the San Francisco giants won uh, the 2010 World Series. Yeah, whatever. Bring that up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, keep going. <laughs> hey, I got shit from that for my, no, my no, no. family over here too. Hey, listen, no, as a range, I, as a Rangers fan, 2010 is not nearly as bad as 2011 was. Yeah, dude, 2011 no. was so much worse. But because 2010, I was like, okay, yeah, fuck it, I like the freak, so fuck it, <laughs> like. Well, it, it also like the Giants were just far and away better than the Rangers yeah, in 2010. Just, yeah. Yeah, they really were. Um, I can't even deny that. <laughs> but where 2011 was like for the Rangers, what 2006 was for the Mavs. Because you guys were in 2011, it, you were an out away, weren't you? Is that? Yes. What Don't yes. stop. Stop. Uh, so the Rangers were an out away two times. Stop. Yeah. Stop. Because no, I remember watching it too, and I was going for I was going for the Rangers because I'm like they they got into it last year, we beat them, and I. I I fucking hate the Cardinals. Everybody does. Oh, Everyone yeah, does, no, except for people from St. Louis. It's whatever. So I was going. I remember watching the game, and it was the it was God. What game was it where there was the first out away? And I'm like, oh, they have this. Yeah. It, game game six. six. Yeah. Game because six. They just fell uh, apart in game seven. Oh goddamn, dude! I was so fucking mad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. And that was coming off the high of the of the Mavs winning the championship and. The Stars were in the playoffs. The Rangers were in out away. It, it was like really bittersweet Dude, year for, for that, Dallas sports fans. That year had had the Rangers and the Mavs have won the same year. Dude, I would be insufferable like to this day. Like, <laughs> you couldn't tell yeah. me shit forever. Like because well, it would have been both of their first championships. Exactly, it would have been fucking amazing. But you know, we're over that well, now. You know, I, I think. Oh no, I know that I'm going to be like insanely insufferable. When it happens for the Sacramento Kings, like oh uh, yeah, you, absolutely, you won't be able to like seriously. I will be in everyone's fucking ear over here, and <laughs> you guys are just gonna like slam doors in my faces and like hang up on me and shit. No, like no, I'm actually really I won't looking you, don't forward worry. to seeing playoff matches of like De'Aaron Fox and Luca and Marvin Bagley and Kristaps Porzingis all going up against each other. It's going to be a lot of fun over the next, like, five, six years. I, I really want another, like, big rivalry between these two, especially with the whole, you know, the Kingston draft Luka debate. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Both teams, like, we're in the rebuilding process. Uh, Mavs are doing it. And so, like, it would be just freaking amazing to see that kind of rivalry again. It was sort of that way back in like when we were actually playoff contenders, a little yeah. bit. Um, yeah. But I want to see it like blow up in the next. Full level. blown out, man. Yeah. And this will be like, a good. This will be a good young core from both teams to do it too. So. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Um, getting off of basketball a little bit and off of sports in general, uh, TJ, uh, we know that you like alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> Really? So do we. Oh. Do, you, do you have a beer that you drink when you do drink beer, or is it just like all tequila all the time? Or vodka? Why would you, why would you assume tequila? 
I know it's vodka, but you're you're half Mexican. It has to be a little bit of tequila. Uh, oh yeah. Well, no, because tequila's like, gross, you... bro. I can't do that shit. No, Patron. If you do Patron. Dude, okay, I can, okay. There's okay. So for me, like, like drinking tequila, like it's a whole different kind of drunk. Oh yeah, and absolutely. It's oh, and it's yeah, bad, yeah. bro. Like, dude, I was. I don't know if I should tell the story, but do it. Okay, so if it's too bad, I'll edit it out. Oh, okay, whatever. Okay, so I had. <laughs> Okay, so like, so when I was living in living near Austin uh, two years ago, um, my mom had a birthday party in Dallas, and so I was like, okay, cool, like I'm gonna show up for the weekend, like you know, like we're gonna, like my because my brother and my mom were born on the same day, and so my brother wanted to go to the Reunion Tower and all that stuff and like go you know do all that shit, so we did that, and I and I'm I'm wearing I'm wearing a dark jersey like the entire day. Cause I've been in Dallas at that point for like a year, you know, so I'm, you know, hanging out, blah, blah, blah and stuff like that. Like happy I'm home and stuff like that. And I, um, you know, we go to my Theo's house to go have a party for my mom. And, uh, dude, she drank me and my cousin under the table. Like it was <laughs> bad. Like I, 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 I specifically remember blacking out and like flashes of like me throwing up on my Jersey and like oh, and i was man. like fuck i was like fuck you know and like i remember waking up the next morning and like my cousin like my my other cousin being like bro like we took care of you but you're fucked up like your mom like my mom challenged me and like i'm like i'm very competitive like in nature so i was like fuck okay and someone was like i could totally you're also that. a lightweight i'm a super lightweight you know like it's the thing and like and even worse back then so it was like what the fuck so like yeah, my cousin though, my cousin drinks like hard, like heavy too, and I was like, oh okay, cool. Like, he, like at least he'll be able to keep up, and he got fucked up too. And I was like, well, my mom <laughs> is a fucking pro and can fucking drink both of us on the table. I remember the first time we went drinking together, and you looked at me like, what the fuck are you doing right now? Oh yeah, dude. I was like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Whatever. Anyway. Oh my god. I'm a I'm a cheap date. Okay, like I'm just like. I'm good for like two or three, and I'm you know I'm chilling. But <laughs> back back on track a little bit, like yeah. What do you enjoy drinking, TJ? Um, usually I'll I'll stick with you know vodka, uh, vodka tonics, um, uh, like vodka and water, vodka and diet soda. Um, every now and vodka then vodka with a mixer, basically. Yeah. Uh, every now and then I'll do scotch on the rocks. Usually. Ooh, okay. It, like the what I love. Uh, is Black Label Johnny Walker Black? That's okay. what my fucking family drinks. Yeah. <laughs> it, but no, I've tried the more expensive. I've tried like Blue Label and Green Label and Gold and all that crap, and I can't. I don't like it as much as I do Black, and that's uh, apparently that's lesser, a lesser Scotch. Is it? Than the other ones. Well, yeah, yeah. it's cheaper Scotch, more. So. Oh. It's okay. like one. It's it's above red. Um, I believe if I'm if my grandfather taught me correctly. Yeah. <laughs> also, just real quick, breaking news: uh, Dirk signed and gave a jersey to Chandler Parsons. Oh, well, of course. Well, that's, that's a good Tell, that's nice telling that. Chandler that he's one of a kind. Uh, I mean, is that an insult, or is, was he trying to? I don't know. I mean, he's one of a kind in Uptown Dallas. <laughs> that's for damn sure. Oh yeah, he comes in town and like edit yeah. that out. Edit <laughs> 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 that out. <laughs> All of a sudden, like. Half of Dallas has whatever. Edit that out. 
<laughs> no, I, no, Chandler was always Parsons was always really fun. Oh yeah, I'm, seriously. I'm... Jesus. Jeez, man. There was one tweet that he did when when some I think it was a fan or something had asked him, "Are you my dad?" And Chandler Parsons tweeted back at uh, them like, "I it could be." <laughs> That's hilarious. Like, oh God, Parsons. Jesus. I mean, at least he admits that he's a party animal. Oh yeah. I mean, I know, yeah. Oh, yeah, like that's you, that's very noble of him to. Well, I mean, there are plenty of players that are like, "What are you talking about? No, I wasn't out." And there's like six videos of them. Like, no, nah, bro, you're up. definitely out. Yeah, like Parsons would go to Miami, especially when he was with the Mavs, and like he'd be out the next day with some illness, stomach flu. It's like bullshit. You're hungover as fuck. <laughs> he got the Miami flu. Yeah, exactly. So I like, love oh, that okay. shit. Could like, you imagine, like, how much of a party 2011 would have been if, if adult Parsons had been on that team? <laughs> Holy oh, shit, bro. God damn. Just from everything I've heard, you know, like, he would, someone would have found him passed out in a gutter somewhere. Probably <laughs> right, like, right next to Mark Cuban. Well, well I mean, well, 2011 was already a massive party, so. Dude, I got so fucked up that night that we won. Okay, we go. <laughs> Dude. Yeah, I'm sure you did. I was I was on an airplane, so yeah, I dude I got just massively fucked up. But <laughs> how old were you guys in 2011? I was 20, and I had uh I was living in U at Denton, going to college there, and oh, okay. you know like I had a fake ID. So <laughs> shout out to shout out to bars I can't name. Yeah. <laughs> so when, when we won, I was 17. Oh my god. Hey, I, I, I wasn't drinking. I I was on my way to Costa Rica, so to drink? No. It was a, you could drink at seven eighteen. Yeah. Can't you drink at seventeen in Costa Rica? Oh, I don't know. It it, it was what? a uh I really don't know. It it was like a graduation thing, so Oh, okay. Sure. Costa Rica for I was not drunk. <laughs> I was in an airport in Fort Lauderdale when we won. Oh man, that sucks. That was the second drunkest I've ever gotten. So, at twenty, about. wow, you're a role model. And uh, oh, I asked, have you seen that? I ever got was when I went on vacation in New York. Ooh. Oh yeah, you told me about that. Yeah, <laughs> and I stayed up till four a.m. because the bars don't close. Oh yeah, no, uh, that I learned the hard way when I went to New York too, and was like bar hopping. Yeah, and then and then you wake up the next morning and see how much money you spent, and you're like, oh fuck. Or I had gone with my boyfriend at the time, and he he uh it, it was a bartender, and he we we went bar hopping and we went out with one of my friends who lives there, and he took us around to all these different places, and uh, my boyfriend at the time kept telling both of us, I don't get drunk, I mean I don't get hangovers, that's all in your mind, you just have to convince your mind. He had oh the god. biggest fucking hangover. In the oh world. my god. He was oh yeah. Like. He went into the shower and was like on the on the ground, just like hugging his legs and threw up all over the bathroom. And I'm yelling it from the like I start yelling into the bathroom like, oh, it's all in your mind. I'm like, just just like think it away. (laughs) (laughs) And he's just like, fuck you. 
I got so drunk that one night in New York that I was still drunk the next morning. Oh, dude. <laughs> well, and when I say morning, it was like three o'clock in the afternoon. So <laughs> I got most drunk uh, my graduation from undergrad. Makes and, sense, dude. I had gotten, dude. I got like, literally like the night before graduation, like went out with my fraternity brothers, like got fucked up. Like, went to, like, some, like, I didn't drive that night, thank God, whatever, like, yeah and, like, got home, like, went to bed, and a fraternity brother called me, he wasn't living there, like, he had graduated, like, a year before, and was, like, in Chicago, and he was, like, yo, like, remember, like, days of graduation, and I was, like, it's, like, six in the morning, I had to be there at seven. Oh, shit. Ceremony. So, I was, like, holy fuck, okay, and I live right by the campus, so I was, like, okay, cool, like, thank you for calling me, blah, blah, so I go there, like, go there, I'm, like, I have pictures like on my Facebook of like me, um, of like my graduation day that my cousin took, and you can you can definitely tell that I'm still like super fucked up <laughs> in my photos, and so like after that like parents took me out to go eat or whatever, and they're like, hey like were you drinking? And I was like, I just graduated, so you know like make the you know make the connection there. <laughs> and then after that we go at a party we party up with our family, and it's like. And, like, we got a mechanical bull. We had two kegs. We had, like, just mount, just crazy amount of liquor. And, like, I don't remember anything from, like, after, like, eight. And, like, I woke up, like, at two. And, like, people were leaving my party. And I was like, oh, what the fuck? So I was like... And then the next day... The next day was the season premiere for the last season of Breaking Bad. Oh, God. So I oh, was, like... Man. So I, I specifically remember being, like, super, like, drunk. Like watching like that last like that first episode of the last season, and like this is cool. And I was on Twitter and I was like, this is cool, whatever. Like, you know, I was like, okay, cool, like whatever. It was bad. It was so bad. Yeah, I I think Tuesday night might top my most. Oh, I'm so drunk. excited! I'm so excited, dude. <laughs> I'm like I'm excited in the most hesitant way possible. It's like I'm getting tipsy just so I can make sure like you're okay because oh, like gone. You, it's the entire city is going to be in complete mourning. Oh yeah, yeah. So like, even my boss was like, "Hey, you're gonna, you're leaving early for the game, right?" And I was like, "Yeah." And she was like, "Okay, like, just be safe. Don't call them the next day." And I was like, "All right, <laughs> cool. I can't guarantee it." So, if listen to this podcast, you know, like, I'm sorry in advance, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's one of those things, like. A veteran of 21 years and the icon of your entire city only retires one time. Exactly. And, god damn it, it I'm like, just thinking about it, it's, it's making me sad and nostalgic because, you know, Cowboys players have come and gone, Rangers players have come and gone. The only player that I can think of in my head that has meant anything to the city like Dirk has is going to be Mike Madonna for the stars who okay. brought them their only championship as well until this year, bro. And cool. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I know. We'll see. We made the playoffs. That's all that counts. <laughs> so, but like, that's the only player that I can think of that like really had staying power with the city, even after they left. If that makes sense after they retired. But what what was the city like when Madonna retired? Uh, 
I mean, the basketball, as I mean, the NBA is compared to uh, hockey. I mean, there's a huge difference, and especially in the fan bases. But I mean, Absolutely. everyone knows who Mike Madonna is. Well, that's why I say it's like it's the closest comparison that I can think of, because I don't remember the city being in shambles when the big three Cowboys retired. Yeah. Or when uh, Romo retired. Uh, there's never been a Ranger that anyone's cared about enough for well, them to retire. Well. <laughs> Sorry. No. I, I mean, it's true. There's never been like a lifelong Ranger. That's true. That is yeah. true. And, and so Madonna's the closest thing, even though he left for a couple of years. That is true. But there's no, nothing's going to compare it to Dirk, but Madonna's the only thing that I can think of that's anywhere near it. But it's gonna it's gonna be like fucking eighty six times worse. Oh, absolutely. I mean, like, I, 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 what I know basically about Madonna is I know that one of my cousins is friends with him, and I see his jersey hanging up in the rafters, uh, in the press box. And mm-hmm. but Dirk, I mean, come on. Oh, Dirk is something entirely different. Like I said, I, I was just trying to come up with a comparison, not necessarily the perfect one. Yeah, no, that's that's basically probably the only one you could come up with at this point. Yeah. Especially when it's comparing it with Dirk, because like nothing you know, compares to Dirk. Yeah, and I I I can't even imagine what the city's going to go through and what the fan base is going to go through on Tuesday. Yeah, I mean maybe the closest thing that I could think of that's not a, a Dallas comparison would be as much as it sucks when uh when Jeter retired from the Yankees. Yeah, that, yeah, that fuck that Jeter. But yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, damn. Well, I mean, I just hate the Yankees. I just I always hate the Yankees. Yeah, I'm, I'm same here. But, but that that would be that would be appropriate. Yeah, that would that would be a really good comparison. Like a lifer, yeah, a lifer. Who was there through everything? Yeah. 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 <laughs> and so, like, I know that uh, Texans have been like fearing this day and dreading this day coming up on Tuesday. And but we actually don't know concrete wise if it's actually true, but mainly at I this mean, point we could we we know in our hearts what's going to happen. Yeah, I mean someone someone asked the way that I see it. If the Mavs are telling everybody be there, be there early, stay there late, and also we're sending ninety percent of our staff to the game in San Antonio. Yeah, that yeah, because they were asking, they were saying, do we? Um, they were sending out emails on if we want to uh, let them know ahead of time if we're going to either cover the game in San Antonio or uh, Oklahoma City. Okay. They yeah, because like they're them. doing a huge, they're doing like multiple buses for staff and writers to San Antonio. Yeah. So. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. I'm suck. assuming. But what I, if it's I, all? And he's just at the end of the game, he's gonna be like, "Hey, I'm coming just, back for." Just trolled everybody. He was like, hey, <laughs> hey, guys. "Well, I I joked that we should start a one more year chant mm. at the at the uh, end of the game on Tuesday. I tried on Wednesday, man. It didn't work. Damn it! No, you People, had one job. It's like my my brother was like, "What the fuck are you doing?" And I was like, "Shut up!" Like, well, the good news is is that for this game, we're gonna be on opposite ends of the stadium. So if we text each other and get in sync. Right, and just like we do, like a like a like soccer matches, just like yeah, 
back and forth, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you chanted enough, they're going to join in and do it. Because, I mean, it's It's, it's like baseball in the wave. Nobody okay. likes it, but everybody does it. <laughs> oh, no, I sit down during the wave. You will not catch me doing that. I hate the wave. But that's a discussion for another time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, don't even get me started. So, TJ, before we let you go for the evening, is there anything that you want to plug? Anything that you've written recently that you want to talk about? Really? That caught me off guard. Um, I know. I'm sorry. (laughs) Just... uh, Son of a bitch. <laughs> yes. We can check out I, your work at DallasBasketball.com. Yes. Like, that would be the basic. I don't like plugging myself. That sounded weird, too. But I will say you're one of the best writers I've, I've read. Oh, thank you. So. I, do, I also don't know how to take compliments. Well, I'm, just I, saying, I'm, I'm just saying, man. Like, I read your stuff, and I'm like, fuck, okay. Like, this is really well written. And I'm like, and I'm, I'm a terrible writer myself, so... <laughs> That, I mean, that that's fine i'm a terrible speaker so you have that yeah, on me it's been great <laughs> speaking is just bullshitting slightly more formally it really is like just yeah like, you should hear me on a podcast where i can't cuss <laughs> oh my god oh god i couldn't imagine we tried that for a few weeks and then we decided to stop <laughs> yeah we're like nah fuck this we're gonna cuss bro like yeah well i haven't i need to listen to uh bryce's New podcast with, uh, I think, Locked on Rangers. Yeah. And I, I can only imagine. Did I tell you what he did the first time we saw a game together? No. What did he do? <laughs> it was one of the pre-games. It was one of the preseason games. And uh, this is the first time we're sitting next to each other. And the first time he is covering a game mm-hmm. with his credentials. And he was telling me, he's like, oh, God, what was it? He's like, I don't, I don't say bad words often. When I, I screamed, I, I forgot what it was that I did, but he's like, I don't say bad words. And I look at him, I'm like, what the fuck did you just say? And then, like, maybe about, uh, like, I think the, by the third quarter, I heard him yell, fuck. And I was like, what? <laughs> you just told oh me God. don't do bad words. I'm like, I literally not heard anybody over the age of nine call it bad words (laughs) see i feel like meeting bryce a couple of times he's the dude that acts really innocent until you get him drunk no man i got stories about bryce but (laughs) i've got dms dude (laughs) oh i believe it oh bro anyway so listen to listen to that podcast because he has he did a recording for an ad oh yeah he was telling me about that oh i love it dude like i I normally skip ads on podcasts, and I was like, nah, bro, I gotta listen to this shit. So, it's fucking awesome. I love it. That's he hilarious. was telling me that he hates doing that ad. Well, he doesn't, I mean, you can't hate doing the ad, but he was blushing so hard, at, like, during the ad that he had to do that, and, like, I was laughing so hard when he was telling me the stories, because I can't picture it. And I, and can, I need no, to listen it, to it. I can hear him blush. Like, the thing is, like, you can just hear him, like, he's like, very meekly be like oh fuck like why am i doing this <laughs> it's great i love it but now i hear him cuss all the time i was like oh you shouldn't sit next to me so often when i'm there <laughs> <laughs> like shit you'll, you'll be cussing before another time yeah it, it it it's uh it's contagious for sure oh yeah definitely well tj thank you so much for coming on this evening and talking with us for the last you know 45 minutes or so Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Yeah.
Well, we'll definitely uh, have to do this again soon. Sounds good to me. As long as I'm able to drink during it. You will. Oh, yeah, away. absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. Hello. Look at the name of the podcast. It's Elf. Yeah. Yes. I mean, the whole point of the podcast is to enjoy <laughs> alcohol and sports. And yes. that's why I agreed to do it. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, with that, that's another episode of the Hoops and Heaven Bisons podcast. Until next week, guys, have a good one. Later, guys. Bye-bye. Bye.